The Fitness Reborn podcast is a companion piece to Renaissance Fitness personal training. This podcast is to serve as educational and entertainment purposes only. It does not in any way constitute as medical advice. If you have a medical concern, please seek out your provider. Hello and welcome. This is the third episode of the Fitness Reborn podcast. My name is Sean of Renaissance Fitness Personal Training. We're a company that explores human potential and we put movements ahead of workouts. So in this podcast, first I want to kind of talk about what I did for myself today. So today is Memorial Day. This podcast is being recorded on Memorial Day. And typically, you know, as with most holidays, most Americans use this as a time for, you know, just relaxing, spending some time with friends and family, maybe doing a cookout, something like that. My music got really weird there all of a sudden. Sorry if that's kind of distracting. But anyways, a lot of Americans, you know, they're off work um, and they just kind of use the time to do whatever they want. And a lot of times that involves leisure. And leisure is fine. I have nothing against leisure. I use it myself. But what I did um, at the start of this day was I did a pretty grueling uh, fitness challenge. The challenge is called uh, the Murph Challenge. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of it. But if you haven't heard of it, the Murph Challenge is named after a Navy SEAL lieutenant named Michael Murphy who was killed in Iraq. And so as a way of honoring him, um, it has become kind of a staple of this holiday to do a fitness challenge that is extremely, um, well, one, obviously challenging, and a lot, of t- and it's very time-consuming as well because it involves a lot of things that people don't normally do, and even the fittest and strongest people uh, sometimes find difficulty getting through it. Um, but the fitness challenge involved a one-mile run. And then once you're done with that, you do 100 pull-ups, and then 100, uh, 200 push-ups, and then you do 300 air squats, so it's just body weight squats, and then you finish off with a one-mile run. So I did that this morning. Um, those movements, you know, in and of themselves, in isolation, they're not foreign to me. I'm very active. Uh, But combining them all into one morning is something that, at least to that volume and to that degree, is something that I don't normally do. So I did find it very challenging to do. It was very difficult for me to get through it at times. And, you know, if you follow me on my social media at all, on my uh, Facebook business page or on my Instagram, uh, all those photos and updates are up there. You can see them. Um... And it's just, it's no cakewalk. It's kind of the very extreme opposite of what this holiday really effectively is to a lot of people. I mean, what it's supposed to be is a, a, a day of remembrance for the people who have been lost um, to war. Uh, people who have died in combat, died in active duty. Um, But I think that message kind of gets lost on people and people just use it as another day off of work uh, in which to 
kind of just do whatever it is they want. Um, the, people don't normally go into it, I don't think, people don't normally go into this day doing a, you know, what could be, you know, a two or three hour long, depending on how well you get through it, how incredibly fit you are, two or three hours of grueling exercise. <laughs> um, but you know me, or maybe if you, even if you don't know me, but um, any kind of fitness challenge I think is one, kind of serves a noble cause and two um, is challenging to me physically and mentally I pretty much sign up for every single time um, but the point of why I'm telling you this and the point I'm trying to get to here is that um, this story I'm telling you is meant to be as kind of a segue into the topic of this very podcast which is exercise and how it affects aging Okay, um, and what I want to go into is an article here that I read. It's published by Harvard Medical School. It's published in 2014, so it's fairly recent, within the last decade. And what it involves is five men, and five men specifically that were chosen in 1966, volunteered by um, at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical School. Um, and these five men volunteered to lay in bed for three straight weeks, apparently. Maybe it wasn't three straight weeks. Um, maybe there was a little bit of a breakup there. But if there was, the article does not touch on it. So it looks like three weeks of their summer vacation resting in bed. Um, which kind of sounds like an easy thing to do. Um, in theory, to me, that sounds like an abhorrent idea. I would hate to spend three weeks of my life doing nothing but living in, or laying in bed, but that's just me. Um, at the end of this trial, these were healthy 20-year-old men. Um, or at the beginning of this trial, these were healthy 20-year-old men. When the trial was over, and they tested the men before and after in, in terms of their exercise abilities, the researchers found that there were pretty devastating changes um, to them that meant that uh, that there were devastating changes to them physically that came from laying in bed for three weeks. So in just three weeks, these 20-year-old guys developed um, physical characteristics of men that were double their age. Okay, so their resting heart rates got faster, their systolic blood pressures increased, their maximum heart rate uh, pumping uh, dipped considerably. There was a rise in body fat and a decline in their muscle strength, which makes perfect, perfect sense to me. If you lay in bed and do nothing for three weeks, your muscles are going to atrophy. You know, Muscles are a use them or lose them sort of thing. <clears throat> so they aged 20 years in just three weeks, effectively. Okay, so after that, the researchers put them on an eight-week exercise program, eight weeks intense exercise program. And what they found is that after the exercise program ended during the eight week period, there was a more than a, a more than reverse reversal in their deterioration brought on by the bed rest. So and even some of the even some of the metrics that they measured before the trial were better than they were after the exercise program, after the trial ended, 
Okay, so that's pretty incredible right there. But something here to note is that it took eight weeks to undo the damage of three weeks. Okay, so file that in mind. All right. <clears throat> the harmful con. It was a pretty dramatic showcase of how harmful excessive bed rest really can be. All right, which. You know, working in the uh, healthcare industry, you know, it's very, or at least it has been, very heavy on recommending bed rest. And a lot of people who are in the hospital, you know, they spend a lot of their time laying in bed because they're either, you know, very sick or because they have all kinds of uh, mobility issues. And, you know, research like this has led, has spearheaded a movement you know, ever since to get people moving as quickly as possible because it's been found that if they lay there for too long that they're not going to get better. Actually, they're going to continue to get worse. So being active actually is a very good um, remedy, not a cure, but it's a very important tool to people recovering from damage that they have suffered or illnesses that they have gone through, all right? Even someone like Joseph Pilates had had uh, discovered that even on his own. So during the First World War, when he was working in a German uh, medical uh, medical tent, um, of course, during also during the uh, flu pandemic that was happening at that time, a lot of soldiers were dying just of the flu, not necessarily of their war injuries, but just because they got sick of the flu. Well, Pilates had a lot of his patients that he oversaw, or all of them, he had them doing exercise routines even if they were bed bound so he had them doing things even if they couldn't move out of their beds and as a consequence uh, none of the people that Pilates was overseeing ever died of the flu pandemic alright so you know you take it with a grain of salt you take stories like that uh, for what they're worth um, it doesn't mean that exercise is a radical um, miracle cure for anything but um, I think that kind of goes to further the point uh, of how much improved you can be through regular exercise and to just stay active as much as you possibly can. All right. So going on with this article here, the researchers touched again, all five of these men, and again, I want to say that even though the article highlights that these were men and it talks a lot about men and the effects of aging and exercise on men, I think it's fair – I think it's more than fair to say that this – all this uh, information can easily be applied to women as well. I can't see any reason why it can't be. Um, and maybe it's just uh, – the article is just a reflection of the time in which the study was conducted. I don't know, but – Everything here, I think, is fair to say could be applied to women just all the same. But it does talk uh, specifically about men, even still. But they met these all five of these men at the age of 50, so a 30-year gap. And what they found was that, you know, the 30 years are obviously still 30 years. But um, even with despite the average weight gain of about 50 pounds... Uh, 25% of their their weight at the age of 20. The, a, the average body fat doubled from 14% 14, 14 to 
and their cardiac function suffered with the rise of a resting heart rate and the blood pressure and the fall of maximum pump, pumping capacity. Um, so the toll of 30 years have been still pretty significant. Again, time is still time. Um, but they were still not as feeble when they emerged from the three weeks of bed rest in 1966. So even at the age of 20, when they laid in bed for three straight weeks and came out of that, now at the age of 50, they still were not in as bad a shape as they were back then. Tells you a lot. All right. So what they didn't, what they then did, is that they put them on now a six-month regiment of walking, jogging, cycling, instead of the eight-week uh, crash course that served them as twenty-year-olds. Over time, there was a steady and slow but steady endurance training carried the day for all five of these men. At the end of these six months, the men averaged really only a modest 10 pound loss of their excess weight, but their resting heart rates and blood pressures and their heart's maximum pumping capacities were back to their baseline level at the age of 20. So at 50 years old, after six months of consistent activity and working out, these men had brought their vitals back to a baseline level of being 30 years younger. So all in all, exercise training reversed 100% of the 30-year-old of the 30-year uh, 30-year age-related decline in aerobic power. Aerobic power is your your level of endurance. Okay, so marathon runners, ultra marathon runners, these are these are aerobic athletes. Okay, these are people who have an extraordinary amount of stamina and endurance. Okay. It didn't bring him back to the peak level of performance after eight weeks of intense training at the age of 20. The clock does tick, it says, after all, but it does slow the march of time. It doesn't stop it, but it does slow it. All right? So what do we ultimately take away from this? Well, I've already kind of talked about that, is that even no matter what age you start at, even if you do something and you do it consistently... All right, you will reap enormous benefit from it versus just doing nothing at all. Okay, if you let the years and the time just kind of creep up on you and you let them chip away at you, they will chip away at you. All right, so you have to be proactive about these types of things. All right, and the article even has a really neat chart built into it here, where it's, uh, the chart's called Exercises Versus Aging. It has different categories, and it has two columns here. One has effective aging and effective exercise here. And all you have to do is just look at these, um, look at these columns, all right? Look at things like resting heart rate, maximum heart rate, maximum pumping, pumping capacity. Um, all you have to do is just compare the two columns here, and it will speak for itself here, all right? So actually, I'll post this article um, after I publish the uh, podcast and you can have a look for it you can have a look at it yourself here all right so in resistance exercise obviously we know using light weights or exercise machines um, this is usually pretty important if if we're talking about older folks in general which is what I typically focus on I'm talking about people who are 50 and above 
Um, this does enhance muscle mass and strength power, and it does preserve bone um, calcium. Okay, um, that's particularly true for women. All right, I think it's especially true for women here. Resistance exercises uh, for women should be a must in any exercise uh, routine. So. Uh, again, this article focuses on men, but I'm applying it to women as well here. I see no reason why it should not. And if you're not building your strength, your strength will deteriorate. Okay, so staying active again is is a must. All right, uh, flexibility training and balance training again that should be incorporated as well. Um, you want balance, you want to work on balance, particularly if you're an older individual, um, 50, 60, especially 70 and above, um, your balance will get away from you, okay, and this will lead to things like I've talked about before, like falling, which I mentioned in the, um, I think in the second episode was the seventh leading cause of death among seniors, Okay, just falling down, preventable, preventable deaths. You know, heart heart disease is number one, and again, this will this speaks to having decent cardiac output. You know, with endurance training, heart disease is number one for both men and women. But just falling down, you know, is number seven on that list of death-related uh, preventable occurrences. Okay. So even though men don't really experience um, a lot of things like osteoporosis as much as women do, still your bone density does deteriorate, does decrease significantly the older you get. Okay, so and obviously women have um, there's different uh, circumstances for women. Aging has different effects on women. You know things like menopause and and stuff like that. But still. The, the overall concept is pretty universal, all right? Um, as your stroke output, stroke output is the um, volume of blood that your heart puts out into your, um, into your body, all right? Um, and as that volume of blood leaves, that volume of blood decreases, obviously your arteries are going to stiffen up because they're not getting the blood supply that they need, again, uh, endurance training and strength training is critical to keeping that going. Stroke is the third um, leading cause of death in America. Um, this means a lot to me because a lot of these things are cardiac related and I have a family history of heart disease and so anything that has to do with decreasing how much of a chance I have of suffering a heart attack or a stroke um, is going to be extremely near and dear to me. Um, as I know it is for a lot of you who might be listening here. Okay, so <clears throat> now obviously there's other things that play into this as well. It's like you have to eat properly. So if you're you're exercising, you know, three times a week, which is what the you know generally the industry recommends you do three times a week um, at bare minimum. But if you're going home and you're eating garbage all the time. Um, then you're just reversing everything you just did. You cannot out eat or you can't outwork outwork a terrible diet. All right, it doesn't work like that. So you have to drink lots of water. You have to drink. You have to eat properly. You need lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, um, protein as well, um, meats. You know, if 
if that's what you if if you're a meat eater that's fine I don't eat meat myself that works out just fine for me I'm a vegan I get my protein through vegetables and plant and plant-based products um, but I understand that that is not a lifestyle that's fit for everybody so eating meat as long as it's like healthy meats like lean meats like chicken and lots of fish and things like that um, versus things like red meats which are just loaded with cholesterol um, you want to emphasize that okay uh, let's see let's see and so the article ends on the note saying that it's never too late all right, so if you learn nothing from this podcast, I want you to walk away with this. It's not too late. Okay, so I don't know how old you are or what your fitness level is. Okay, just by starting, starting something. Now, if you haven't worked out in years or you've never really consistently worked out, you don't want to go hard your first time out. You have to use some sense. Um, hiring a trainer would be a recommended course of action. Uh, your trainer is a trained professional, all right, and they will help you find what's best for you and your fitness level needs. So hiring a trainer is actually a worthwhile investment. Yes, it is money, but it is an investment in you. Okay, so it's not just you know money you're throwing out the door by watching Netflix or you know any kind of streaming service here that doesn't do anything for you other than just kind of take you out of your head for an hour or two okay escapism has its place here but you can't live that way this is not about jumping into a fad this is about um, reinventing your entire life again you know my company is based around that it's renaissance fitness for God's sakes what does renaissance mean it literally means reborn okay so this is an ex this is a rebirth as you will of who you are okay again i said earlier in the podcast that we're a company that explores human potential this article if nothing else it shows you that human potential is limitless okay so we have data everywhere all over the place that shows that no matter where you start in life in terms of an act living an active life no matter where you start you're going to get some benefit from it all right, it's not going to work a miracle, but you will see clear and definitive uh, rewards from investing yourself in this way. Okay, so it's never too late. All right, um, one of the greatest things about this Dallas bed rest and training study was that the men responded nearly as well to the exercise training at 50 as they did at 20. Okay, so did nearly as well at 50 as they did when they were 20 years old and didn't have a care in the world. Okay, that's a 30-year age gap. That's pretty, that is pretty remarkable right there. Um, let's see. Okay, so it says here that the most dramatic example comes from a Harvard study that demonstrated important improvements in 87 to 90-year-old nursing home patients who were put on a weightlifting program. A weightlifting program. The study evaluated muscular function, but the Harvard uh, alumni study examined mortality. The, lat the latter study found that previously sedentary men who began exercising after the age of 45 enjoyed a 24% lower death rate in their, than their classmates who remained completely inactive. 
The maximum benefits were linked to an amount to an amount of exercise equivalent to walking about 45 minutes a day at about 17 minutes per mile. 17 minutes per mile. Okay, so that's pretty much a stroll. On average, sedentary people gained about 1.6 years of life expectancy from becoming active later in life. Okay, on average, they got about a year and a half of more life expectancy starting you know anywhere between 87 and 90 years old <laughs> all right and if you look anywhere you know this has been shown to be the case everywhere in Harvard United States in Norway England wherever else it doesn't it doesn't matter where they conduct this research the the results are pretty much uniform across the board being active no matter where you are, whatever age you are, starting to be active is a plus. All right. This kind of goes, I know, against a lot of what people tend to think. Who really thinks of putting nursing home patients on a uh, weightlifting program? We tend to think these are very old folks. You know, <laughs> they are very frail. They need to be treated with tender love and kindness, and we need to protect them at all times. We need to do that too. But we also need to treat them as they are still functioning human beings. Okay, yes, they are old, but they are not yet dead. Okay, and nursing homes should be, um, nursing homes should have the philosophy that these people, uh, that the residents that are in their facility, want the most out of life and are not just settling and in, settling into getting ready to to die. All right. That's just my take on it. All right. That's where I come from. That is the crux of my entire philosophy in terms of aging and exercise. But that's where I've come down on, okay? So, obviously, you know, things like tobacco you should avoid entirely. Tobacco has no benefits to you whatsoever. You need to eat properly, like I said already. Supplements are an option. Again, talk that over with your doctor. Um, alcohol should be done in moderation. I don't drink at all. I think life is better without alcohol, period. All right, but a little bit of indulgence in some booze is not going to hurt you. Um, other things, extraneous things like you know, having social networks. You know, If you have people that you can talk to, people you, you're... You have friends, you have family. Um, these are great stress relievers. You know, human human beings are social creatures. We need people, okay? Even if you're an introvert or a loner, you still need people, okay? It is good to have acquaintances and friendships. It is worth its weight in gold, all right? You might think that you can just be on your own all the time and um, can handle everything on your own, but... It's just not it's not a healthy way to be. Alright. <clears throat> so there you have it. Okay, so that is the article. I'll publish it, like I said, um, along with a podcast. But just something to take away from here. Alright. Something to think o- think it over. I don't know who I don't know you. I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know what age you are. I don't know. You know what your feelings are about exercise, um, but what I do know is that 
you only stand you only stand to benefit from it okay so I'll just leave it with that all right so again my name is Sean I'm from Renaissance Fitness personal training and um, that's all I really have and I'll talk to you next time all right any questions comments or concerns feel free to um, send them over to me um, through my email or you can post it um, in the comments below the podcast and I'll respond to them as much as I really can okay thank you have a great memorial day and um, I'll talk to you next time Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can become a supporter of the show by becoming a monthly subscriber. No commitments, cancel anytime. Every little bit helps, and I'd sure love your support. Also, you can click any of the links to our social media platforms provided in the show notes, and you can email me at renfitnesswarriors at gmail.com. That's ren, R-E-N, fitnesswarriors at gmail.com. If you got a fitness story to tell, I'd love to hear it. You never know, you might just find yourself on the show. Until next time, train hard. Peace.